It's the dictionary. Hello, word nerds. Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. It's a podcast. It's a YouTube show. You can listen or you can watch or both. Either way, uh, please write a review for this show. And boy, my glasses are dirty, aren't they? Let's just let's just live with that for this episode. Um, on whatever podcast platform you are watching this on or enjoying this on, um, preferably Apple, because that's where they have the big reviews, that's where all the algorithm stuff goes, go ahead, write a review. That would be wonderful. And if you're doing this on the YouTube, write a comment, thumbs it up, subscribe, and share. Share whatever platform you're watching this on. Share it. Um, if you want to contact me, you can email me, dictionarypod at gmail.com. You can follow me on social media at DictionaryPod, Instagram, Threads, X. Uh, Facebook is just The Dictionary. Uh, let's see. If you want to leave a voicemail for me that I would love to put into an episode at a future date, uh, you can call the Google Voice number 917-727-5757. Uh, if you want to buy some merchandise with the dictionary logo or uh, some other things I got up there, and maybe someday I'll make some more, there is a link to the T Public link in the store. I just sold a shirt. Um, it was on sale, and uh, whatever. I got $1. I got one whole dollar from a T-shirt sale. I hope you are enjoying your T-shirt. Uh, let's see. Anything else to say? Obviously, there is a Patreon. Uh, $1 a month is all I'm asking for. Uh, that gets you very early uh, video and audio and uh, and some exclusives at some point. There are some old exclusives. Um, I guess I need to change the viewers. Ah, I'll deal with that later. Um, okay, let's talk about the words. The first word is in root. Um, let's see. What are the different ways to say that vowel? Oot or uh? In root or in root? E-N-R-O-O-T. Transitive verb from the 15th century. The synonyms are establish and implant. So you're, you're making a thing, you're putting a thing in its place, enrooting it, maybe literally putting a plant in the ground, implanting it, enrooting, taking the roots and putting them in the dirt, um, establish, yeah, it's like you're starting a thing. Maybe maybe you move into a new house, uh, you are enrooting yourself because maybe this is the house that you're going to live in for many, many decades, and you're just, you're taking root. I remember when I was a kid, I read a Garfield comic, and I think the first couple of frames were him like just sitting, just sitting down on the table, and then his body is like... Ugh trying to get up but his feet don't move and then i think the last frame he says oh no i've taken root and i've I've, for some reason have thought about that for many many years most of my life uh in root so yes garfield enrooted himself somehow somehow okay uh let's see the sound effect today is gonna be um what what was this i was making a sound before the next word is, you can pronounce it also in root or uh, en route or on, 
en route um, or in route. En route, in, en route, in route. Because it is uh, two words. The first word is E-N. And the second word is R-O-U-T-E. Route. Um, so I guess the, pr the proper French pronunciation would be en route. Um, and I would like to say on... Maybe that's how I say it. En route, en route. I'm on I'm en route, en route. Any way is fine. This is an adverb or adjective from 1779, and it means on or along the way. On the way or along the way. I'm not sure what the difference is between those two. As in, he reads en route. He reads en route, so does that mean that he's reading a book while he's on his way? Maybe he's on a train. Maybe he's a passenger in a car or a bus or a plane. But if he's if he's flying the plane, well, even in that case, I think you can still read because you could put it on autopilot. But if he's driving the car, then probably shouldn't be reading. The other example is arrived early despite en route delays. There were delays that were along ah that's that's where along comes in there were delays along the route or the route and uh and even though he was delayed he get he got there early well maybe he's like me and he arrives uh he leaves his house extra early in case there are delays and then he still gets there early uh so yeah on route on route all the different ways to say that and uh, I, I'm, I'm looking a little bit fancy today. It's, uh, what is today? November 16th, 7 a.m., just switched over. Uh, and I got to go, I got to go be a little fancier today than normal. And I got to go drive another place uh, after this. So I'm going to be en route pretty soon. Driving. Do, 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 do. Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The next word is E-N-S, all caps. Abbreviation for Ensign, which is going to be uh, near the end of this episode. In sample. Uh, yeah, uh, we're still in this EN section, which is just a whole lot of words about the N prefix plus another word. In sample, noun, from the 13th century, this is archaic, and the synonyms are example, with an X, example, and instance. So an instance of a thing, an example of a thing, used to be called an ensample because it was, a, here's a sample of a thing, and, and, and I guess it just became example. That seems uh, like, yeah, it says it's from Anglo-French, ensemble, assemble, or example with an X, but that's also Anglo-French. So, yeah, I guess a, a sample of a thing became example, probably. That makes sense to me. I'm just going to say it's true. I never thought about the word example in that way. Um, okay. <laughs> Next is insanguine. Insanguine. Sanguine? E-N-S-A-N-G-U-I-N-E. Transitive verb from 1667. One. To make bloody... And yes, some of you people, some of you extra word nerds or people who studied Latin, uh, you know, sanguine, or, you know, you just know some fancy words. Sanguine is related to blood. 
So to make bloody is to ensanguine something. If I uh, cut cut my finger, uh, then I would I would ensanguine my finger, and the blood would be flowing all over the place. Uh, I'm very good at ensanguining myself because I'm constantly I don't know bumping into things, cutting some, whatever. I'm I'm a little klutzy, and so I have lots of scars. I right here I got a little thing on my knuckle. I squeezed it in the thing, and it I got ensanguined a little bit. Uh, number two, the synonym is crimson, because blood has kind of a crimson red color, and so you're, uh, you're. I guess if you're crimsoning a thing, you're ensanguining it. Hmm. Uh, let's see, anything else about ensanguine? Nope, I don't think so. I hope, I hope that none of us ever ensanguine ourselves. I don't want. I mean, yeah, it's don't don't just be careful. I'm telling I'm just telling this to myself. Just be careful. Just don't be clumsy. There's a good chance that I will ensanguine myself today. Blah, 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 blah. Next is ensconce. Transitive verb from 1594, number 1, the synonyms are shelter and conceal. As in uh, ensconced themselves within the protection of three great elms. And that is a quote from Mark Twain. So they hid themselves, sheltered, concealed themselves within three big trees. That's what they are. Two, the synonyms are establish and settle, as in ensconced in a new job. So you're not hidden in a new job, uh, but I guess maybe you're, you're sheltered in it. Um, but no, you're established, you're settled. Uh, so how long until you are ensconced in a new job? When do you not call it a new job anymore uh, and you have become ensconced? I've been at this job, my day job, for going on 17 years, 16 and a half plus years. So I think I'm very well ensconced in it. Um, and uh, yeah, established, settled. It's a, it's a good word. Um, it's just from the end prefix plus sconce. Uh, I think of a sconce as like a, uh, a, a light thing on the, the light on the wall. Um, but there must be some other meanings. Blah, 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 blah. Next is ensemble. E-N-S-E-M-B-L-E. First form, noun from 1750. Uh, there's no numbers, but there's a bunch of subs. It is a group producing a single effect as a concerted, concerted, concerted music, or no, it'd be probably concerted. That makes more sense in this context. Concerted music of two or more parts. Uh, so you, I, I guess it's like two or more instruments, two or more people playing music that goes together. It's concerted. Um, that Yeah, they're playing in an ensemble. B, a complete costume of harmonizing or complementary clothing and accessories. A complete costume of... Okay, so the costume consists of uh, clothing and accessories that complement each other or harmonize with, with each other. I never thought of clothes and accessories harmonizing together, but I guess somehow they do. I don't know exactly how that works. How, what's the difference between clothes that harmonize versus 
complement each other, but they come together to create a whole costume, and it is ensemble. I don't, I don't typically wear ensembles in that way. I wear pants and a shirt, and that's kind of it. And I guess me, as long as they go together, uh, then they are my ensemble. Uh, C1, the musicians engaged in the performance of a musical ensemble. So the, the music that comes together is the ensemble. Uh, maybe the instruments would be considered the ensemble. And the musicians are the ensemble. C2, a group of supporting players, singers, or dancers. Especially the French phrase, corps de ballet. And so these are not the, uh, the main players, the main actors, the main dancers who are doing the majority of the stuff up in the front. Uh, this is all the people in the background who are very, very important, but they may not have as many lines or any lines. Um, but, you know, they're doing the dancing and they're singing and they're, they're filling out the stage. Uh, you know, they're the, the village people or something. And so they, are, they make the, the thing feel like a whole. And they are the ensemble. The very, very important ensemble. Okay. Was there something else I was going to say? I've been in some ensembles. I've, I played the, the saxophone for like a decade. And so I was in bands and jazz bands and orchestras. Those, those sorts of ensembles. Uh, the, this is a French word. Uh, and it means together. I like that. Uh, it is from the Latin... In simul, which means at the same time, which is from in plus simul, which also means at the same time. So adding the in didn't do anything whatsoever. And there's more at the word same. Ensemble. So yeah, at the same time, together, everybody now, let's say the words blah, 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 blah. We were an ensemble. The second form of ensemble is an adjective from circa 1911, emphasizing the roles of all performers as a whole rather than a star performance, as in ensemble acting. We are going to work together to, to push everybody's performance up, to help everybody. We're working as a big old team, opposed to, oh, that those one or two people are the main stars, uh, and they're the they're the 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 whole bulk of the show the the movie whatever it is but no we we are an ensemble cast. Um, I'm trying to think of Richard Altman Robert Altman he had ensemble casts I feel like there was a lot of people a lot of things going on um, there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff like that. Ooh and there goes my stomach. Okay ensemble so that that's you're describing the acting as ensemble acting. Uh, because it's all together as a whole. In surf, E-N-S-E-R-F, transitive verb from 1882, to make a surf of, also deprive of liberty and personal rights. Hmm, insurfment is a noun. So, yes, uh, another term for essentially slave is a surf. I do remember learning about that when I was in probably, I don't know, elementary or junior high. When do you learn about surfs? Um, and, uh, yes, it's S-E-R-F. You're not surfing 
there's no surfing on the water in this place. Uh, yes, you're, so you're, you're making somebody a slave to you. You're taking away their liberty. You're taking away their personal rights. This is something that I don't think should be done at all. I see no reason why we would have to insurf anybody. So that one, it's done. It's canceled. The next word is in sheath or in sheath. Actually, that might be the, the better way to say it, in sheath. Uh, that sort of hard th sound because there is a an e at the end. This is a transitive verb from 1593 to cover with or as if with a sheath, as if with a sheath. There's a lot of th sounds there. Uh, so in, in sheath, um, my my banana, literal banana, is already in sheathed in its peel. I will un-insheath it when I'm done recording because I need to eat some food. And maybe I'll put some peanut butter on it. Ooh. Uh, let's see. So, yes, uh, what what would be in sheath? Well, a sword. A sword has to go into its sheath. Otherwise, it's just hanging out and it might cut something. It, you might ensanguine yourself on your sword unless you insheath it. Blah, 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 blah. Next is enshrine. Uh, let's see, enshrine, enshrine, and southern says, uh, they, they take out the, the sh sound, and they say, enshrine. Yeah, enshrine, I'm gonna enshrine you in gold. Something, I just yesterday was at the grocery store, and I heard, he must have been a high school kid, talking in a very southern accent, and where I live, people don't have a southern accent, so it was a very odd, he was talking about, I think I think tomorrow night for dinner, I'm gonna have the ramen that I don't eat tonight, and maybe I'll have the pork and beans that I don't eat tonight. It was it was uh it was a very interesting thing to hear. I was not prepared for it, but I enjoyed it. And then he was saying, "Oh, can I can I bring a special someone to dinner tomorrow night?" No, I'm sorry, you can't bring a special someone. Oh, that that is rather disappointing. This is this is what he said, like basically word for word. I enjoyed it very much. Okay, enshrine or enshrine is a transitive verb from the 14th century. One, to enclose in or as if in a shrine. As if in a shrine. Okay, so like a shrine is like it's like an altar. It's a very important place. You 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 have a shrine maybe to your deceased relatives. Um, and so you're putting something in that shrine. You're enshrining it. Number two is to preserve or cherish as sacred. So anything that you love very much, it's worthy of being put into a shrine. Uh, you are enshrining it. Um, maybe when I am long dead and this podcast is over, uh, we will enshrine the microphone and my recorder. Uh, good, it's recording into into a, a shrine to the dictionary. And the dictionary too, we've got to enshrine the dictionary. Uh, enshrinement is a noun. Blah, 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 blah. Enshrinee is next. Noun from 1968. A person inducted into a hall of fame. You're so famous, you get to walk down these halls of your fame. So many halls of fames, halls of fame, rock and roll, sports, 
are there are there hall of halls of fame for movies and actors and TV show and directors and all those people? I mean, they they get awards, but I don't. I get. Hmm. Let's look. Let's look this up. I've never thought of that hall of fame for movies. Let's just look that up. What would that be? I mean, there's the walk of fame, not a walk of shame. The walk of fame. Um. Hmm. Like, I don't think there's any. What is this? The movie Hall of Fame. Nico and Adam are two film nerds. This looks like a movie. Catalog. Mission to catalog the best movies of all time. Each week, the hosts. Oh, it's maybe it's a maybe it's a podcast. There's the Hall. Yeah, the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Hey, they're so famous. You get to walk on them. Okay. Enshrinee. They have been enshrined, and so they are an enshrinee. Blah 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 blah. Enshroud. And the southern people say enshroud. No sh sound. Transitive verb from 1583. To cover or enclose with or as if with a shroud. So we have enshroud. We got enshrine. We have ensheathe. Lots of ways to put something inside of another thing. And all obviously many words that we came across before in, in, uh, was in, I don't remember the words. Next. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Ensiform. Yeah. E-N-S-I-F-O-R-M. Ensiform. Adjective from 1541. Lots of 1500s. I've probably noticed this before, but yes, I believe a lot of these E-N words are from the 1500s. I want to do a count. Maybe I won't do that today. Uh, this is having sharp edges and tapering to a slender point, as in ensiform leaves. Uh, it says to see the leaf illustration, which we will come to many years from now. Uh, and so they they have sharp edges. I don't know if you will ensanguine yourself on these uh, ensiform leaves, but maybe... Uh, tapering to a slender point, comes to a point, and it has sharp edges. Uh, this word is from, uh, let's see, down to Latin ensis, which means sword or sword, because there's a W in there. That's a fun way to say that word, sword. Um, and then added on the French word form, which means form, uh, it's, it's akin to the Sanskrit word asi, which also means sword. So ensiform leaves are just like a sword. And I don't know of any sheaths that you can ensheath your ensiform leaves into, but maybe you might need to ensheath your ensiform leaves. Otherwise, you will be ensanguined. Probably not, though. Blah, 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 blah. Next is... Ensign, or ensign, you can say that, uh, or, let's see, oh, I guess ensign is for numbers 1, 2, and 3A, otherwise you're saying ensign, E-N-S-I-G-N. Noun, from the 15th century, number 1, so you would say ensign, is that right? Ensign, yeah, number 1. A flag that is flown by, no, uh, a flag that is flown possibly by a ship uh, as the symbol of nationality and that may also be flown with a distinctive badge added to its design. What could this distinctive badge be? Interesting. I don't know. 
probably not a skull and crossbones. I don't think, unless they're pirates. But no, they're saying, hey, we're from this country. Uh, we are friends. Don't attack us. Or we're enemies. We're going to attack you. So it's literally a sign saying, this is who we are. We're putting that out into the world. Number two, A. Uh, okay, so I guess 2A and B would be ensign. Uh, this is a badge of office, rank, or power. Ensign. 2B, the synonyms are emblem and sign. It's just, it's just a sign. It's an ensign. Don't know why we need the E-N in the front, but we do. 3A, an infantry office, officer, an infantry officer of what was formerly the lowest commissioned rank. Now, I would have thought that one would be ensign, but we do have a 3B, which looks like it is ensign. But what's interesting, and I don't know my infantry ranks, uh, it used to be the lowest commissioned rank. So what's the lowest commissioned rank now? I don't know. Private, maybe? I've heard of that one. But, 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 yeah. Uh, 3B. So this one it would be Ensign. The only way that I've ever heard this word pronounced. A commissioned officer in the Navy or Coast Guard ranking above a chief warrant officer and below a lieutenant junior grade. So chief warrant officer, I guess, is now lower than, than an ensign. Um, okay, let's look at the etymology. It is from the Middle English, ensign, with an E at the end, which means sign, or token, or banner. Um, let's see, also from the Latin insignia, which means insignia, or flags. So that's where it came from. Um, I think the context that I am most familiar with this word ensign is um, Star Trek. Ensign Wesley Crusher, played by Will Wheaton. Um, that, he's an ensign. Uh, there are other ensigns on that show. There's all the different variations of that show. And I think they're just a lower-ranking person. Uh, they're still in this sort of official capacity. Uh, they're, they're working but they're they're low level. So maybe someday uh, Wesley Crusher will become captain of his own ship. I don't know if that's what he wants. You got to ask him. Uh, Ensign. I don't know anything else about Ensign. So let's move on. Blah, 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 blah. We have Ensilage. Um, and for number one, you would say Ensilage. Ensilage. So this is spelled E-N-S-I-L-A-G-E. I thought there was two L's. There's only one L. Ensilage is a noun from 1876. Number one, the process of preserving fodder by ensiling? Yes, that's going to be our next word. Uh, the process of preserving fodder by ensiling. What's that process? I don't know. What's fodder? What's fodder in this context? I don't know. This whole podcast is fodder. Uh, so we are preserving this fodder, this podcast fodder, by ensiling. Maybe we're ensilaging right now. Uh, number two, the synonym is silage. That's probably how you would say it. Just S-I-L-A-G-E. No clue what that is. So let's read the etymology because maybe that'll help. And then we got one more word that might help as well. Because I got no clue what this is. 
Uh, it is a French word, or from the French word ensolaire, which means to ensile. From the N prefix plus silo, silo, which means silo, uh, which just says from Spanish, so I guess it's, that's from the Spanish word silo, possibly, maybe. So I think of this now as being um, siloing a thing, making it separate from everything else, putting it into a silo, maybe? Uh, I'm not sure. So we got to move on to... Insile, E-N-S-I-L-E, transitive verb from 1883. To prepare and store so as to induce conversion to silage. And I don't know what this is. What is this? Um, the thing that you are preparing and storing would be fodder now. I mean, I I just have to do a quick little check. What's what's uh, is it literally a food thing? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a food stuff. Also called provender. Um, so yeah, it looks like you know these are your your wheats and grains and things that you might find on a farm, which makes sense with the whole silo etymology. So preparing and storing it so as to induce conversion to silage. So maybe silage is a whole other version of fodder maybe once it's uh stored and you do some process to it it becomes silage maybe because it's stored in a silo i I think we got it i think we nailed it we nailed it good job everybody okay i'm going to pick a word of the episode we had in root or in root on route or on route ens in sample in sanguine, in sconce, ensemble, ensemble, in surf, in sheath, in shrine, in shrinee, in shroud, ensiform, ensign, in ensilage or ensilage, and in sile. I think I just want to pick ensemble as the word of the episode because uh, because it's we're we're all together doing doing something all together. Let's come together uh, as an ensemble and help everybody out. Do a good job, please, and thank you. Um, Ensemble, ensemble, I'm not adding words to this song. These are terrible songs. Ensemble, ensemble, I'm not an ensemble with other people because it's just me. Ensemble. Okay, whatever. Let's now tell you about a movie I watched. Ooh, this is a fun movie. Totally killer. New movie about, um, well, it's a it's a horror comedy. I love my horror comedies. Uh, I don't even want to say what it's about. Just, it's a fun, it's a fun movie. And it's in, it's in the 80s. And there's a serial killer. You got to stop the serial killer. Okay, that's all I want to say. Watch Totally Killer. That's the end of this episode. Thank you very much for enjoying the show, because obviously you're enjoying it. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) 
How Did This Not Get Made is a podcast all about the films and TV shows that never got made. In this podcast, we uncover the history of these intellectual properties and walk you through the plot of these unmade scripts to determine if they would have been great or awful. Here's just a few other titles that we've covered. The Beatles, Lord of the Rings, James Cameron's Spider-Man, Guillermo del Toro's Haunted Mansion, Star Wars, Duel of the Fates, Superman Lives, starring Nicolas Cage, James Gunn's R-rated Scooby-Doo, and Alejandro Jodorowsky's Dune, just to name a few. Episodes of How Did This Not Get Made can be found wherever you get your podcasts.